We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Good morning, Grinders! Welcome to DFS Pregame Show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, a.k.a. Blenderhead, Blender HD. If you want to follow me there on Twitter. And it's Tuesday! It's April 12th, and we're, it's, it's MLB, right? We're like four days in. We're four days in. Are you sick of it already? Are you sick? I, 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 are, you, are, you, are, you, are you tired of the, of the variants? Do you know how to embrace variants? Well, we'll be talking about that today, about, about yesterday's slate. Uh, but uh, first things first, give me those thummy thumbs. You know me, I love the thummy thumbs. Hit that like button, hit the thumbs up button, whatever you want to call that button. The button with the little, little pointy thing facing the ceiling. Give that to me. It helps us out. Subscribe to the channel if you're new here. And uh, click the notification bell to know when we go live. We got a lot. We got a lot of shows on this YouTube channel. And it's not just me in the morning, right? We got, we got stuff, Grinders Live. There'll, there'll, be other, there'll be golf stuff and there's MMA maybe or something. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff going on. You might as well watch it. I see the YouTube chat uh, as, oh, no, no, Suki Singh got beaten out today. Infamous Tuck was here first. And then real life pitcher, Eric Hillpold. Yeah, well, I'm starting to see like like the, the baseball people come back, right? Not the, not the NBA people, the basketball folks. Kickstart, Daniel Hutchinson's here. Uh Zach Hobbs, Neil Jaworski, Blender, I need to say thank you. Took second for $2,500 in the MLB Minimax last night using an A's vomit stack. Huge bankroll boost for me. I've learned so much from the theory of DFS podcast. Let's take a look. We got results, DB, up here. Let's take a look. Second place, Neil Jaworski. Let's see. Do we have DraftKings? Let's see. We're retrieving the call. Okay, here. Yeah, yeah. Very easy to find. It's Neil underscore Jaworski. Right. Let's take a let's take a let's take a look. See, Neil Jaworski. 
Right, there you go. I mean, come on, this is it's not, it's not really that complicated, right? One, two, three, four, three, one. There you go. And with Alec Benoit and Paul Blackburn at 3%, right? When you, with the thing that, that people don't realize a lot of times when transitioning from NBA to MLB, MLB NBA is, is a sport with very limited correlations. Like you're, you're barely considering correlation when building your lineups. Baseball is a sport with heavy correlations. Maybe not as heavy as like esports or something like that, like League of Legends but very correlated, which, which means that you're not necessarily, you don't necessarily care about like individual player ownerships as much as like the combination of players in your lineup. So like you look at this and like in basketball, you never, you, you rarely see a lineup winning or doing well that have like pretty much most of the lineup, like single digit owned. In baseball, you see this all the time. Right, Ota- wasn't oh like Otani was chalk as like a one off, and then we had the Braves. The Braves were chalky, right? I was playing on Fanduel last night, so I mean maybe it's slightly different, but I think for the Braves were still the the chalk stack, the chalk team on on DraftKings as well, and uh, so it's a matter of just combining teams. Like, look, George Springer is nine percent, nine point seven percent. Teoscar Hernandez seven point seven percent. And Vlad Guerrero, 9.2%. You can't view these things as like them as you... At some point, you have to view them individually as well. But between these three players, they're all on the Blue Jays. So 9%, 9%, and 7%. More than, I would say, more than half the lineups between these three, all three are in the lineup also. So it's not that Vlad, it's not that Vlad is 9%. George Springer is 9% and Teoscar is 7%. It's more like the combination of those three players are a total of 4.5%, right? As a combo, because in baseball, you're more likely to obviously play them together because you're stacking in baseball GPPs. Same thing for the for the A's. You go 3.5% for Murphy, 3.7% for Kemp, 0.8% for Noose, and 2.5% for Andrews. But most likely, if you have Andrews, you have Kemp, you have Murphy in your lineup, you're most likely, most of this ownership is going to be like A's stacks, five-man, four-man, three-mans, right? You'll see you'll see one-offs also, but you'll see plenty of that. So this is Sheldon Noose, obviously, at 0.8% owned, gets you even lower on the combination. So you have, you're pretty much viewing your lineup as the ownership I'm using Neil's lineup as just an example. It's not, it's not, you know, oh, you got to play his lineup. But the way that you should be thinking about baseball, about MLB DFS, is, uh, is a, I would say a kind of like a jigsaw puzzle of four different, four different, like, four, like three different parts, right? It would be three different parts. Yeah, some, some, three or three or four different parts. I'm going back and forth, right? So what are the four? What are the four parts? Okay, it's one is the pitchers. Okay, so I'm considering the the ownership of the pitchers. On DraftKings you have two, and FanDuel you have one. Then you the first part is your primary stack of whatever type. But here here's the A's. The third part would be the secondary stack, the three 
part in the lineup or whatever. That's why I said it's three or four. It's the stacks. And then the fourth part would be any one-off type of thing. So Byron Buxton, 18%. Like instead of viewing it as, okay, it's 10 players with these ownerships. It's no, it's, it's Alec Manoa with 25% ownership. It's Paul Blackburn with 3% ownership. It's an A's four man with like 1% total owner. Like one Sheldon noose makes that really low. And then like an 8% owned, you know, kind of you know, around that three man blue Jays and that, and you're combining that together, right? We go up to, to the winning lineup over here, right? Here's here's multiple one-offs, right? So you have one, two, three, four man A's stack. And then you have like just four one-offs. Now, is that, that necessarily the greatest construction? No. On a low scoring slates, anything could happen. Right now you have to consider multiple one-offs. It's still basically pitchers, stacks, one-offs, right? So when correlation is so high in MLB, like what, what, if I'm playing a five-man stack, what do I, I don't, I don't care. Do you, you're, you're way overthinking. If you go, well, do I play this guy or that guy? Do I, unless you're playing like one lineup and it's like, I need to get it perfect. And I don't mind spending an hour determining on what exactly type of Philadelphia Philly stack do I want versus a one-off? Like, yeah, if you want to spend extra time, it's 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 made, it's mostly worthless to do. But if you're playing single entry stuff, I, I I can understand being like, well, let me see. Do I play Springer? Do I play Buxton? Do I play Otani? Do I play Harper? Do I play? And if you want to do, if you want to play that game of what one-off to play, feel free to do so. Over the court, over the course of a season, it's gonna it's it's gonna be 50 50. You know, you know, you're not, you're not gonna get to dive deep into is this a good matchup for Soto or for Trout or they're all great hitters. But that's how you have to view you have to, that's how you have to view MLB lines. Most people dramatically, dram, and I mean dramatically overthink MLB DFS. Dramatically. Yesterday, yesterday was, I mean, the A's, the Oakland A's had the lowest stack projection on the entire slate, okay? They had the lowest stack projection in, in, in the bat, in any, any way you look, right? They also had the lowest ownership, right? The A's on FanDuel were under-owned. The A's on DraftKings maybe were about efficiently. 2% for Andrews, 1% for Pinnacle. That seems about right. Seth Brown, 2%. FanDuel, they were like 1% or below. Like none, none of the A's were more than like 1.2% or anything on FanDuel. Because obviously FanDuel's a little bit, a little bit softer pricing, one pitcher, and you could fit everything. You could fit and trout and trout was scratched, right? Right, we didn't have to worry about trout anymore. So there's one expensive hitter that people were gonna play that now now you don't have to spend on. Neil Jaworski says, felt like Patino was over-owned and forced some A-stacks for leverage. Got lucky and Patino got hurt. Yeah, but that, dude, you're, you're, you're playing my game. This is what I mean by don't, drama don't dramatically overthink MLB. There is so much variance in baseball. It is an event-driven sport where good pitchers could get blown up. Bad pitchers could have good games. 
Now, they're not going to have 22 good games in a row, but they do have good games. You have teams with, with 6.5 implied run totals that get shut out. There are teams that have 3.2 run totals that put up 18 runs. It happens. And you're going to play over the course of a 162-game season. You're going to play slates 7, 8, 10, 12 games, 15 games on the slate. There's going to be not everything's going to plan, every slate. Stuff that you remember, the projections you're looking at are, are, are medians. And it's an event-driven sport. So, like, it's, it's rare that these medians happen. It's going to be a wide range of outcomes. Now, the, like the Braves yesterday had a wide range of outcomes shifted a little bit more towards, towards the good side. But it's not, like, so dramatically more. If we take a look at the... Take a look at ownership. Where's the let's let's go? Let's this is the mini max. Let's go to the the realist throw. Okay. So we take a look at ownership on DraftKings, at least. Right. Like I said, I played on FanDuel, so it's slightly different. If we take a look at this ownership, if we go, if we go like let's see, filter by position. And I can't even switch. I don't know. Do we have to fix that? Then we need to fix something in results DB. That should be, I should be able to just look at starting pictures or whatever. But uh but look, Austin Riley, Ozzy Albies, Marcelo Zuna, 20, 27-25-25% owned. Like a quarter of the lineups in the contest have like brave stats. Over-owned. Shoei Otani as a one-off because the Angel stacks started going down with the trout out. Luis Patino on a, on a pitch count especially early in the season. Like I just X'd out the team. Now I understand on DraftKings you have to play two pitchers. Yesterday was one of yesterday was a slate where you're like, I just don't, I don't want to play any pitchers. I didn't have to. So like on FanDuel, I played a lot of Alec, but no, yeah, but the Yankees are a bad matchup. It's like, none of the pitchers are good. I don't care about the matchup. I care about Ken, Ken, who's the most likely to either one, go six innings to get the quality start bonus on FanDuel, be eligible for the win, or at least pick up like five plus strikeouts, even if he gives up some runs. Like Alec Minow is like the only guy on the slate. Alex, maybe Alex Wood, right? Alex Wood also. Like here's two people that maybe, right? You're gonna play a guy with like the, the, like he's like capped at like sixty to sixty five pitches, but it's against the A's and they're horrible. It doesn't matter. I I care about ceiling, right? So that's why like to me, Luis Patino was was a non starter yesterday. And Neil does does the thing that I love doing. What SP two? What non ace pitcher is going over owned? And he plays stacks against. Them. Doesn't now now does that mean I'm gonna play 150 lineups and play like all A stacks? No, of course not. Right? You could if you want if they're if they're underowned enough and you want to just embrace that. Go for it. You could. But if you played A stacks yesterday, which I didn't, I played 100 lineups on Fame. I did not play A stacks. Uh but if you did, honestly, I, I don't know the dynamic on DraftKings, but if you did on FanDuel. Had I known that the A stacks would be that low and Patino's ownership even on FanDuel was like, like 14% or something, he was owned somewhat. 
I would have, I would have, I would have played. I would have made, I may end up with like three lineups, maybe two lineups or something like that. I was focused on the Marlins. I had a lot of Marlins. That didn't, that didn't work out. I had Marlins and Mariners, right? Very good. Like the combined between both teams scored two runs. But I viewed what Neil did. I did with Dylan Bundy. I expected Dylan Bundy to be more popular than Luis Patino. And I'll, I'll play the Mariners against him. So I, I did, Neil, I did the same thing just with a different pitcher. It's just like, I think the Matt Hanniger and Winker and Suarez and Toro, that lineup seems much better than the A's lineup. So I'm like, oh, I'll just hope Dylan Bundy is just good old Dylan Bundy and gives up four home runs in a game. And that didn't happen, right? But this is what you have to do in MLB. Like, dude, that you're gonna lose more, like all all the time in MLB. This is the this is the this is the type of sport that if you're gonna play if you're gonna play twenty lineups, fifty lineups, hundred lineups, that you're not just jamming in value. It's not NBA. This is like the di- diametrically opposed sport to NBA. MLB is the type of thing where. When people ask me, it's like, uh, I'm playing 100 lineups on FanDuel last night. It's like, well, how, what, what stacks did you have? It's like, more than half the teams. I have a stack of more than half the team. Now, how many of them is going to be different? But what, who do I have? Yeah, I, the, the stack I had the most of was, was Miami. And the stack that I was most underweight to the field was Atlanta. They were the, tr- they were the truck stack and... It's it's April. No, we, we don't have seven seven team totals or anything. I think on a seven game slate, I don't think there's a reason why a stack should be twenty five plus percent up. People played Tampa Bay, and I didn't. I barely had them. They were over owned on Fanduel. I'm always saying on Fanduel because I played on Fanduel yesterday. I will switch back and forth depending on the payout structure of the large field contests. I will switch back and forth. That's 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 pretty much what I do. So like on DK, if I'm the fifteen dollars is not like fifty thousand a first and ten thousand a second, I'll probably play like fifty lineups into that. And on FanDuel, if it's like like what it was yesterday, four dollars and forty four cents, but it was like it's still thirty thousand. And by the time you get to tenth place, it's like five hundred bucks. So what's tenth place? Five hundred. So I can't. I my my the normal the general rule is. I'm not going to enter as much volume as more than 10th place in a contest. But people, but people overthink this. I think that's what they're talking about in the chat. Let's see. JPL says, saw awesome on Brick 75 with some 332 stacks last night. Yeah, you can play those. The smaller the slate gets, the more, the more those types of lineups become higher expected value. And even on large slates, on a, if you're playing a 15, if every team is playing, you're playing a 15-game slate, you can still play 3-3-2. There just aren't as many plus EV 3-3-2s. That, that, that's, you, have to, you have to get into this mindset, okay? I try to teach this in the theory of DFS, right? 15-hour audio DFS masterclass. You can pick up at theoryofdfs.com. That it's not about what is an, a plus EV. Like you, people are, are, are typically, 
the wrong process is to think of what are the traits of a plus EV lineup and then replicate that. And that's not what you should be doing. You should be thinking of, uh, so for instance, when people ask, it's like, well, especially in baseball, because we'll get, trust me, by August, I'll be, I'll be screaming. I'll, my, my, I, 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 pulling my hair out because people for the 7 millionth time will ask about what stack type is the best. There's no such thing as the best stack type. You're playing lineups, not players. Remember. Okay. So people like, uh, do, do, do I, here's a, is a 15 game slate. Do I play uh five, five, three or five, one, 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 or four, three, one, or three, three, two, or anything like that. And what I will say to you, it's like, instead of thinking that way, think of build plus EV lineups because there may be a lineup. There may be a lineup like we, we always talk about. DFS is a game of getting the most projection for the least ownership. Now, in baseball, it's event-driven, so projections, you know, the range of outcomes is very wide. So a median projection, I don't – oh, that's, this lineup is point one higher, higher median projection. It may not matter. That may wa- completely get washed out by variance. So when people ask, like, how much projection do you give up for ownership in, in MLB – like, dude, one swing of the bat is 14 points, possibly. Like, dude, you can play lineups that are like 50 points lower median projected, no problem, in baseball, especially if they're correlated, right? If you're playing the eight stack, it doesn't matter what the ownership of your lineup is anymore, okay? So people think in terms of, like, what is the best? Instead of thinking of what is viable, what is viably plus EV? So go, okay, on a 15-game flight, you always stack five men. It's like, well, they're they're gonna they're going to be four-man stacks, four, three, one lineups that are plus EV, even on a 15-game slate. They're gonna be they're gonna be four one 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 lineups that are plus EV, even on a 15-game slate. The difference is there's going to be less of them. So if you were if you were to know all the lineups that are that you're competing against, right? If you were to know that. Okay, so you're in a contest, how many people? 27,450 entries. And you're playing 150 or whatever, whatever amount of number. If you knew what 27,300 were in the contest already, and now and then it's your lineups of 150, and you were to make a 150 set, how often should you be playing X, what, like the, those stacked types? All, you wouldn't think that way. You would just like, what lineups are plus EV versus those 27,300 lineups? Which ones are higher EV and which ones are lower? Which ones are plus EV in general? And you could probably, you could probably build thousands upon thousands, about tens of thousands, maybe even hundreds of thousands, on a 15-game slate especially, against those 27,300 lineups. You could probably... You can build 15,000 plus EV lineups of various standard deviations and various returns, but they would be profitable. You go, well, but they're not all equal, but I mean, at least, but they're at least they're profitable. So, so which, which 150 out of the 150, which 150 out of the 15,000, well, should I play? Well, some of, some will have certain teams more than others. And it turns out out of the 15,000 lineups, wouldn't you guess that the high team total teams tend to appear in more of them? Not in all of them, but in more of them, right? 
under-owned teams relative to their chance of success appear more frequently in lineups of that 15,000 to choose from than lineups of over-owned, like in this past slate. That would be the less plus EV Braves teams. Doesn't mean there would be none, right? Doesn't mean, oh, I just press the X button and say, I'm not going to play any Braves. No, there are still five men. There are still five man stacks of the five chalkiest Braves that would still be plus EV. It's just now the rest of the lineup is going to be a little bit weirder. So those exist also. They also, there, there's some, out of the 15,000, there'll be some four-man stacks. There'll be some three-mans. There even may be, if you're running, like if you're like Nerdy Tenor and you're really running a lot, a lot the, the, the most amount of combinations you can, dude, you may, you may find, find lineups that aren't, aren't even stacks, right? Out of the 15,000 lineups that, that, you, that you run through there, you may find there may be three lineups that are literally not even a stack. Like, it's just like, it's two, one, one. It's like, it's a lineup that you look at and you go, who's the idiot that didn't st- that didn't correlate in baseball? And it may, it may turn out, but there aren't going to be many of those. If any, right? There aren't going to be as many out of that 15,000. So when you ask, do you play 5-3? Do you play 5-1-1? Do you play 4-3? It all depends on the lineup. Like, is that lineup plus EV? Now, the larger the slate... The more five-man stack lineups on DraftKings, obviously, because you can't do five-man on, on FanDuel, the more five-man stacks there are that could be plus EV. So if by default you just build five-man stacks, you're more likely to get capture plus EV lineups only because there's more plus EV five-man stack lineups. So by default, if you were to just, on a large slate, on a 10-plus game slate or whatever, even on a, even on a seven-game like if you just defaulted to five-man stacks every slate, you'd, pro- you, you'd, probably be, you'd probably find more plus EV lineups than you would trying to find ones that aren't five-man stacks over the course of the season. That wouldn't be worth it to try to find four-man, three-man, any of the other, because there are going to be less of them. Now, as the slate gets smaller, if you're playing a three-game slate, then it you don't have any choices to choose from. So maybe spend the extra time. Like now in those slates, typically five mans are overplayed. There are actually many more three, three, twos, two, three, what are, you know, twos and threes and minis, those types of lineups that are, that are profitable because there's aren't, there aren't as many teams on the slate. So there's less likely that you'll, you'll need to stack five guys from one team when the highest scoring teams was four runs or something. Right on a larger slate, it's most likely the team that scores the most runs. You're gonna you're gonna want five guys from that team, right? So if you just did that, but if if you played a three three two lineup on a 15 game slate, that isn't wrong. But there's just less of those types of lineups that are plus EV. Now, uh, use people like Osimo or Brick seventy five, Nerdy Tenor, Daniel in the chat are using more of a process where that, 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 that is being simulated and decided for them. That, yeah, we're sure the lineups will, have be, will look like that. And that's a pl- one of the plus EV lineups that look like that. They're not going in and saying, you know, putting in the stacks page and saying, I want 100%, I want 80% of this, I want 20% of that. Like, no, the simulations are just doing for them. Okay, let's see. Going through the YouTube chat. 
But you got to go. I mean, go through results TV. You should be doing this every morning or at least every night after the last game locks or whatever. Learn from sharper players. Don't learn from your results. Well, Luis Patino, like, let's go through Luis Patino. Where, where's Luis Patino? Filter by team. Yeah, they got to fix the filter by position. Someone has to mark that down. Someone mark that down in Slack. It's going to be a pain in the ass, because especially when you're trying to do pitchers versus whatever. Okay, so let's go to uh, Tampa Bay. Right? So Luis Patino, based on who I've saved here, he was, what, 21% owned. And, I mean, Brick had 32. I mean, it's, I understand on DraftKings, playing two pitchers on yesterday's slate, tough, right? But the Colts, 2.7. E. Hafner had zero. Ahabro had zero. RBX 88 at 10, Royal Payne at 11. Like more often than not, yeah, a little bit, a little bit under in general. But this is what you kind of look at. Like if you if you played Luis Patino and we looked here and like almost no one played them, then then that may that maybe you screwed up. The fact that he pitched 13 pitches and came out of the game injured and scored minus one points or whatever. Does it mean you made a mistake? No. Just look at this. I mean, I respect all these players. Some people got different elsewhere. If you played Patino, you got different elsewhere. If you didn't play Patino, you didn't have to worry about that. So you look here and you look. The, so the results don't matter. I mean, eventually they do, right? Obviously. That's why you use results TV to study lineups. Right, Daniel, Daniel Hodgins gives the exact point. It's 2022. I've been saying this even 2017, definitely. Like if you were to do the five-man by default, considering what others would do, I think in practice, though, the field doesn't stack five and four enough, so it's probably easiest, most efficient to just do that. Yes, that's exactly what I find. So on, on, on large slates, larger slates, we'll, we're, we'll start to get larger slates than 70s. I pretty much only do five-man stacks. That's it. Can I find four-man stacks that are also plus B? Yeah, but I mean, on a 15-game, 13, 12-game slate, there's just so many damn lineups you can make that are good. So I have to have some type of qualifier. It's more efficient for me to just, okay, well, it's just all five-man stacks. Yesterday on FanDuel, I did all four, three, one. Typical on FanDuel, I, I typically make four, three, one stacks no matter the size of the slate or anything. Well, obviously three, I definitely don't play three man, three game slates on fan. Before I do the four or three one because of the utility position. That, that, that's, that's, a, that's a conversation for another day. That's a conversation for the utility. The, the utility uh, uh, slot on FanDuel is the biggest, and obviously only one pitcher. Uh, and also the catcher, you don't have to play catcher. I guess those are like the major differences between FanDuel and DraftKings. But that utility spot is, I think, the big, I think the utility spot on FanDuel is more of a difference between that, that to adjust to than the one, than the one pitcher. Most people view it as like, oh, it's a one pitcher site, it's a two pitcher site. It's like, no, it's a utility slot site. For me, at least, it's a utility slot site and a non utility slot site. 
because it, it make it makes uh, one offs way more important. And I'm assuming at, at maybe maybe Daniel could could run could run some tests for me. Something that I, I it's the same thing. It's the very same concept of the of uh, playing three outfielders from the same team in your stack on DraftKings. The utility, the utility spot on FanDuel makes it very difficult to win with uh, much less. Um, it's not very difficult, but one-offs are way more important because you could you because you could play all of any of them. So, for instance, if, if you want me to, ex to explain the very bare basics, is that and this I, I mean Neil talked about this on the Theory of DFS podcast that's going to come out today this afternoon. But like on this slate, for instance, right? We, we look here. Uh, let's go to, I mean, this is, if Vlad Guerrero hits a home run, right? He's first base only, right? I believe. If he hits a home run and Matt Olson hits a home run. On DraftKings, no one could have both of them, right? So essentially, it doesn't matter which one you have. I mean, obviously, you may have Blue Jay stacks versus A stacks or whatever. But from a one-off perspective, if both of them hit two home runs, both of them hit three home runs, both of them hit four of it. Let's keep on going. Right? So Vlad Guerrero is sitting there with 60 fantasy points. Right? And Matt Olson goes off and hit, he hits four home runs. Now, he's sitting there with 60 fantasy points. On DraftKings, you can't have both of them. So if Matt Olson is 15% owned or whatever, 25% owned, Vlad's 10% owned, Vlad's ownership doesn't even matter anymore, right? Olson's ownership doesn't matter anymore. Like if, if you have Guerrero over Olson, it doesn't, you could only roster one. On FanDuel, that isn't true. FanDuel, you could play two first basemen because you have that utility spot. So when that's the case, it's more likely that, one-offs outside of stats. The team didn't go off, but the player did. Are more likely to appear in winning lineups, in the highest ceiling lineups. Which is the main reason why I try not to play four fours on fan. I'll play four three ones. Four four will lock you out of that. So if you play a four-man from this team and a four-man from that team, and a way, you know, some other team did these two teams do well. And then one team puts up, you know, whatever amount of points. And Eloy Jimenez has a, has a grand slam and a three-run homer. And he's sitting there on FanDuel with 58 fantasy points, right? And you're looking at your, your stack and you had that. You have an outfielder there that has 25. I mean, that had a three-run home run. But if you would have just replaced that guy, with Eloy Jimenez, for the similar price and made it a 4-3-1, you have the nuts. That's more likely to happen on FanDuel. Can I, can I uh, intrinsically, mathematically prove it? No. It's, I, I can intuitively, conceptually ponder it. It's, it's something where e either, uh, it's, it's something where uh, if I'm making a mistake, it's not a big mistake. But if, I, if I'm doing something that's plus EV, it's going to provide even more edge. So, so if Nerdy Tenor could 
Maybe maybe run 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 some or or just basically basically maybe even look on his his FanDuel lineups versus Draft the DraftKings. You'd look at how how often versus the field or something. Uh, you're using three outfielders from the same team, right? In the outfield slots because I'm not talking about like a, a first baseman outfielder that is in the first baseman spot. I'm just talking about locking up all three outfield slots with, uh, with with as part of the stack, and then a FanDuel. It's how often the not are four fours versus four three ones, the nut lineup. But those are things. Remember, you think in terms of more likely and less likely. Now, what the best? No, no, there's no best. Oh, I'm not going to make four fours on Fanduel anymore. There's plenty of great four four lineups. The problem is, is that let's say you're building twenty, and it's a fourteen game slate, and I, if I told you. There were uh, 174,000 plus EV lineups that you could play today. That if you played any 20 of them, I'd say, okay, some are better than others, right? But they're all profitable over the long run. Which 20 do you play? You have 174,000 to choose from. Like there has to be some method of which 20 do you play? Some people just close your eyes, random. Whatever you could, do. you can do that. So it's a matter. Of, okay, so I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a strategic decision. Out of these 174,000 lineups, I'm just gonna weed out anything that isn't a five man stack. So it's like, okay, I'm gonna get rid of that. Now you're down to 112,000 lineups, right? Because there's more five man stacks in there. And then you go, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I don't want, I want to make sure they have a good amount of one offs. So I'm not gonna play a five three. So you start getting rid of five three lines. Now you're down to a hundred and one thousand, right? That you're still you're basically just exclu- like excluding all these traits just for the sake of efficiency. So it's easier to just say like I want twenty lineups that are five one one ones that have you know I'm gonna x out this you know I'm I'm gonna x out this pitcher right this pitcher is way over owned I'm just not gonna play him, even though I can build plenty of plus even lineups I can build. 10,000 plus EV lineups with that pitcher, right? But I'm only playing 20 lineups instead of having one out of 20 with that pitcher. It's the amp, get rid of it. Like that's what you're doing. So it's not a matter of if people try to start from the beginning of like, I have zero plus EV lineups and how do I create 20 of them? Instead of thinking in terms of there are any types of traits exist in this wide expanse of plus EV lineups. And how do I narrow it down to which ones do I actually want to play, right? And there'll be more lineups with under-owned players and more less lineups with over-owned players. We've discussed all of this before. But that's why people dramatically overthink MLB. Dramatically. MLB is close to as, as simple of a sport as golf is. I would consider golf to be one of the simplest sports. MMA would be one of the simpler sports. I think golf is simpler than MMA because golf, there's no correlation, right? MMA, it's like, well, do you play, play fighters against each other? Yeah, at least have to think about that. In golf, it doesn't matter. So just spend most, spend most of your salary usually and pick six golfers. A lot of, a lot of times you could just do that. Just uh, spend 49.5 and just, as long as it fits that salary, you're probably, it's probably a fine one. Competitive. 
I don't know. I don't know what even know what the ownership is. Right? Then once you start comparing ownership, then you can see which lineups are you know a little bit better than others. But other than that, golf. Like if you if you wanted to just like eh, close your eyes and just pick six golfers, even if it's a bad lineup, it can't be that much worse than other lineups. Like the differences between lineups is very narrow in golf, but it's very similar in MLB. Yes, it's an event-driven sport, but it's absurdly absurd amount of variance. So I just think in terms of what teams are overowned and what teams are underowned, what pitchers are overowned, what pitchers are underowned, what one-offs are underowned, what one-offs are overowned, and then it's just a matter of I want to play less of the overowned stuff and more of the underowned stuff, and then give me a hundred lineups, <laughs> and that's it. You just press a button. Right. And then you see, you see what lineups come out. You go, okay, well, the Braves are going to be like 25% owned as a stack. I'm playing 10%. Right. I'm not playing zero. I'm just playing, they're over owned. So I'm playing less of them. Right. I saw the Marlins were under owned. So I'm playing more of them. Right. On FanDuel, Manoa was only like 18% owned. I played like 35% of them. Right. Play more than playing X out, but I played zero Patino. Right? But I also played zero Lorenzen because I was playing the Marlins. I could have played some lineups with Lorenzen in it, but I thought I had so many so much Marlins. I'm just gonna play hundred lineups and just get rid of what what's the point of having five lineups with Lorenzen? I'll just make sure I have more Marlins lineups. Didn't work out. I mean, and it, but it's FanDuel. It's very, it's it's very hard no matter what you do. If you you play diversified enough on FanDuel. For you to lose more than like 50% of your, your, your entry fees anyway. Right. You put in $444. I think I got back like 300, 300 and change. And, and, and like I have like a third of my lineups have Marlins and, and 20% of my lineups have Mariners and the teams combined for two runs. Right. Right. And it all came from, from, from Jesus Sanchez. So it's only one batter. I still only lost like what 30% of my money or something. But that's what that's that's it. And then put stuff together. Well, do you play the eighth hitter? Or do you play the sixth hitter? I, are, are they on the same team? Yes. Play with play, play them. I don't care. I had Blue Jay stacks with some with Santiago Espinal in them. There's only two lineups. But he fit if he fits in that spot, he fits in. Okay, there you go. He fits. Yeah, but he's the ninth hitter. Yeah, but he'll still get three at bats, maybe four at bats, maybe five at bats if the Blue Jays put up a lot of runs. And who says he's not the one that at a shortstop position, right? Then he ends up with, you know, going three for five with a home run and a double. Yes, he may only hit five home runs the whole season, but maybe today's the day. And he's point nothing percent owned. If he fits in the stack, he feel okay. Now, if I see that that type of player is in 28% of my lineups, maybe, maybe, I, maybe I find a way to find different lineups, more, more different lineups. But they, they fit in a couple of lineups or whatever. Are they on the same team? That's all that matters to me. Four batters on Fandle, all on the same team. What the battering order? I, I don't run, don't, 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 doesn't matter to me. The plate appearance expectation is already factored into the projection. So that's it's going to do it anyway. The only thing that I will do is go through after I make, make the lineups. And a lot of times I'm making more lineups than I need. So if I'm playing 100, I'm probably making 150. And then weeding out 50. Uh, I will look at the stats, like at the, the team, 
in lineup HQ in uh, in the, my lineups page and sort by team, just to make sure that even my team my team stacks are diversified. All right. So if I'm playing Phil, if I'm uh, for instance, I can show today on let's we'll, we'll talk about Toronto. Why not? Right. We look, let's look at the order here. Now, based on these projections, right, you're barely going to get any. Well, Espinal is a second base shortstop, so you may get some. Tyler Heineman, because you'll have Tyler Heineman and Alra Alondro Kirk in the same line. And right, and they're both, if they're both in the same line, they're both catcher only. So on DraftKings, Kirk is 3,300 at, at seven points. So if you sort by point per dollar, like you're more likely in your stacks to get Heineman than Kirk, because Heineman provides you with a higher point per dollar value. And remember the optimizer, all, that all it knows. She's solving an up knapsack problem. So most likely if I'm like, ah, well, I want a ton of the Blue Jays. I'm not saying we should tonight. I'm just making an example. And, you, and you're like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have 20%. I have 20 Blue Jay stacks. It's possible in all 20 stacks, you have zero Alejandro Kirk. Because Heidemann has a better point per dollar value. You may barely get any uh, Lourdes Gurriel at a 7.56 projection at 3,700, right? You may end up getting, and an outfield is obviously more, there's more players in the pool. So I may look at, down at the Toronto stacks in the, my lineups page and go, out of these 20 stacks, right? It's like, oh, well, I have 20 Vlad Guerrero. I have... 18, George Springer. I have 16, Teoscar Hernandez. I got 10, Chapman. <coughs> Eight, Bichette. But I go down and it's like like five, Heineman, zero, Kirk. And I may, maybe I have one lineup with, with, uh, with Guriel. I go, well, I, a lot of these stacks look the same also. Like it's like the same five guys with like one person changed. So maybe I say like, okay, well, maybe I want to make sure to get 6% Guriel instead of 1%, you know, what, instead of having one lineup out of the 20 with Guriel, I want six of the lineups with Guriel. Instead of having all of the lineups with, uh, with Teoscar Hernandez, <coughs> I cap him. So I start getting more Springer and more Guriel, more Bo Bichette at shortstop, right? Cause it's filling in like, Santiago Espinal is in eight out of my 20 lineups. <coughs> eight out of my 20 Blue Jays stacks. And Bo Bichette's only in two of them. So it's like, now nah, let me, let me, I want the other way around. Even, it, even if it needs to find a one-off as part of that lineup elsewhere, that is a cheap guy, right? So I would do stuff like that. Just to, it, some, some of the, the worst feeling in the world, it's not the worst feeling in the world, but it could be, it could be, is, you play, you play MLB DFS and you're like, oh, I'm going to play a ton. I'm going to stack a ton of this team, right? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stack a ton of the Phillies, right? So you stack the Phillies. The Phillies playing today? Are they? No. Or the Astros. Yeah, okay. They'll give you the Astros. I'm going to stack the Astros against Bumgarner, right? And take a look. If this happens to be the starting lineup, right? Altuve, Peña, Bregman, Alvarez, Gurriel, Tucker, Diaz, McCormick, Maldonado. You're like, I'm stacking the crap out. I'm stacking against Bumgarner a ton, right? So you play Altuve. You play Pena. You play Bregman. You play Jordan Alvarez. 
right? You play Kyle Tucker. It's like, I, I, I play, I'm playing 50 Astros stats. And he used the lineup builder. And it's, and it shows you that you have 50, 50 Astros stats. Yeah, but it's like mostly those five guys. And then Yearly Gurriel gets 10 RBIs in the game on three home runs. And you have him in zero of the lineups. <laughs> and you have, you have him in two lineups, right? Out of the out of the 50 or something, right? Chaz McCormick goes ham. And it's like, yeah, I played 50 lineups with the Astros stacks. And he's in like three of them. Like, I'm not saying that he should be in 25 of them, but maybe more than three. Martin Maldonado is the catcher. He's the catcher that hits two home runs today. Or he's the only catcher on the whole day that hits home run. And the 14 points or 16 or whatever, that's what you need. And it's like, yeah, well, I'm going to X him out. Not, you never know. As long as they're all on the same team. So that's why when people are like, do you do you gaps or whatever? Just five batters, same team. That's that, that's it. Don't Don't overthink this. Right. So that's what that's that a lot of that's what I'm doing before lock a lot of the times. It's like I've already I've already chosen the teams, the percentage I'm playing of each team stack in my X amount of lineups. How many of of pitchers I'm playing? Not how many, like how many I'm playing five pitchers. I'm like, how much of each pitcher? If they're over-owned, I'm playing less. If they're under owned, I'm playing more, right? That's that's the concept. Same thing for stacks. Once I got that, once I got that figured out, then it's just a matter of pressing the build button and then making sure that I'm diversified enough so that you know, if I have more of this team, I want more of everyone. I want to make sure I even have the ninth hitter, the eighth hitter, whatever hitters. If I have less of that team, right? If I only if if I only have like yesterday, if I if I were to only have two A stacks. How much diversification can I get in two A stacks? Probably if I didn't get Sheldon Noose or whatever, so be it, right? But if you have 20 Blue Jay stacks and you have zero Guriel, I think that's a problem, right? I'd rather be more diverse and to make sure that I don't want the Blue Jays to go off and then me not to have the key player that you needed in a Blue Jay stack when I specifically was going over the field. They were an under-owned stack that I was playing ton of. And I just so happened to not have that one player. I don't want to X out anyone from the team. That's MLB DFS. I've explained it. You, you've, it's solved. And you use projections. The projections are the, the guiding source. Because I, which teams are better than that? Well, you can see that in the, in the projections. <sighs> Jason Martinez says, just play whoever you want. Yeah. MLB, MLB is more like that than anything else, than any of the other teams within NBA or NFL. Teams, pitchers, one-offs, that's it. You're done. And a lot of times the one-offs are being decided by your projections anyway. If you want the plate IQ projections, you can sign up for Roto-Grinders Premium, right? Get an MLB-only subscription or a combo premium subscription, $10 off your first month. Click on the link in the description. And if you're part of Roto Grinders Premium, I also have my own Discord channel. You get to join the Discord. I'm in the I'm in the back channel, the the the, the Cardi the Cardi Bros in there, the spreadsheet virgins, as as Levitan would say. And uh, in my channel, we talk we, we talk about all this type of stuff. It's the same thing. 
If you want to ask questions and you didn't make it to the YouTube shows every day, if you're not listening, if you listen to the podcast, obviously rate and review if you're listening uh, after the fact or commenting in YouTube. Uh, but you can always ask those type of questions in that channel. And I also do private coaching there, right? For no, no, extra, no extra fee, no extra, it's all part, it's value add. So our, our next, and it's a group environment. So it's the, it's not just one-on-one, it's one-on-one with you. And then there's still like 20 people there, whatever. So we take, take turns. Typically I talk to two, three, maybe four people per call. They're, they're about an hour, an hour and a half. And the next one is tomorrow, tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern. I move them around just to make sure, obviously to fit my schedule and also to make sure that, you know what, I'm, I don't get off of work at that time or I'm only good on weekends or whatever. We move them around enough. But if you want to join Roto Gardner's Premium, get all the tools, get the layout lineup HQ, you get everything. Results can be free. You can use that regardless, right? This, you should be using this. It should be premium. Uh, and then uh, join my Blenders Game Theory channel. You can even turn on alerts in the Discord to get, you know, when... If I post like, oh, the next session is this time. And, you know, five minutes before, hey, we're ready to go. Here's the link, you know, to join. And, uh, and, and yeah, a lot a lot of people like, I, I get the most fun out of it. it. Some of the smartest conversations I've had in DFS were in those coaching calls. We've been doing them since like January or so. so hey, there, there are people doing, there, there are subscribers of ours doing things that I didn't even consider doing. They've set up Excel stuff. They're doing something. And I'm learning, right? Conceptually, we're all kind of trying to do the same thing. But like how the process of how to get there, it's interesting to see how other people, how other people think. Now, of course, people ask new questions also. It's not just not just experienced uh, DFS players, but it's, it's nice to have, uh, have smart conversations with a small group of people, especially when uh, we don't, we, we, they're not recorded, right? They're not live broadcast and not recorded because people talk about their own, their own stuff. They don't want it to get out. They don't want, you know, people to, you know, if they're doing poorly, like they, people show their rotor trackers and stuff. So that's the main reason why it's, it's not, uh, it's not recorded for future consumption. So people feel as if it's okay to be like the only, it's a, when, it, when in, when in zoom stays in zoom, right? If there's the 15, 16 people there, it's like anything you say, the, it's only going to be between us. It's not going to be posted on YouTube or shared or anything like that. So if you want to show that you're down $50,000, if you want to show you're up $700,000, if you want to show, yeah, let me share my screen and show all of the stuff that you do in Python or something that it's not like, like no one's recording anything. So if you want to join, join there. Uh, the Discord is, is hopping. I mean, it was mostly baseball now. I, I'm assuming the NBA stuff, you get playoff stuff. Right. I'm not going to be playing NBA playoffs, but we still got we still got NBA playoff content and that and the NBA playoffs never end. Apparently, I mean, like every year it feels like the NBA playoffs. Like, is this thing still going on? So if you want to play NBA playoffs, DFS, you know, we, we got the content for you there. Sign up for Roto Grinders Premium. And uh, if you if you want to know more, obviously, and a lot of the concepts that I talk about on today's show, this is more of a review and strategy show, hence the title tags. Strat- review and strategy, strategy and review, rather than like who do we play on uh, on tonight's seven o'clock slate? Uh, that 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 that's that's what the other shows are for. Even though we do touch touch about that a lot of times here, uh, but all the concepts I talk about in the theory of daily fantasy sports. I didn't think like a professional DFS player. It's a fifteen-hour audio DFS masterclass from me at the theory of DFS.com.
But yeah, we got the morning grind. I'm, I'm on the morning grind sometimes for, for, for the podcast. You can listen to that for a preview, preview of, uh, of today's. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine game slate for MLB. And then we got uh, Grinders Live with Dean and the guys. And I'll be on Grinders Live a bunch to see. On, you'll see for baseball. It's not it's not the type of sport where like, oh, my God, it's a, it's 1130 in the morning uh, by by seven o'clock. Like at like whole teams are going to be out. Pitchers are going to be like it's it's never it's not like the NBA. So it's, it's a little bit easier to say like, okay, more people are going to play this. So maybe you go, you go this way, whatever. It's a little bit, a little bit easier to do that type of stuff. Uh, so we talked about it a little bit more about today's slate, but people have questions in the YouTube chat. I always answer them, right? Cause that's what I do here. Helping you become a better DFS player on the DFS pregame show on rotogrinders.com. Grinders.com.